Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 992, air date October 28, 2021. The core of the proof. But I always come back to what I heard uh, the late Rush Limbaugh say right shortly before his death. And it stuck with me. And I wanted to hear Rush, quite frankly, as a proud supporter and defender of Trump. And specifically, his American uh, I just, I really wanted to hear Rush Limbaugh say, oh, there's no doubt about Superstone. They stole it, they cheat, that's what they do. And, and he did say they cheat. And we know that. And want to. And will stop at nothing. But he said, folks, I've not seen it. I've not seen the proof that there were enough fraudulent votes to turn that election in the right states. And I never will. Hi everyone, I'm doing an interview with a radio station in Texas on really defining what is election integrity, what is election fraud, and I'm going to have a systems approach. I'm about to start this interview. I remember a part of his context at the time was that he didn't want people to just go, well, it was stolen. So I'm down in uh, Miami uh, with some friends here, so I've been doing various interviews. Because there are more so, people who think like uh, us. As I just mentioned, we're going to hide from Ohio, sure but, we're gonna, but this uh, radio announcer really wants to have a very detailed discussion right now, on what is election and fraud. The so, here we go. And as I understand it, even enough to overturn that 2020 election. We welcome to the program Dr. Shiva Ayadure. And forgive me, doctor, if I've blown that last name. No wonder that so many call you Dr. Shiva. Uh, Dr. Shiva is uh, one of those who says that he actually had held the first patent as the inventor of email and polymath. He holds four degrees from MIT. He's a world-renowned system scientist. He is a Fulbright Scholar, Levelson MIT Awards finalist, first outstanding scientist and technologist of Indian origin, a Westinghouse Science Talent Honors Award recipient, and was nominated for the U.S. National Medal of Technology and Innovation. And in 1982, the U.S. government recognized Dr. Shiva as the inventor of email by awarding him the first copyright for email at a time when copyright was the only way to protect software inventions. And he joins us this morning. Dr. Shiva, welcome to the program, sir. Great to be here. Hope you're all doing well in Texas. We're doing well, sir. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking some time for us. I appreciate it. So you were, as I think maybe I, I said in our uh, pre-on-air interview chat, I, was, I, I saw your name highly recommended. Uh, by some friends and community associates that I have that are a part of a constitutional defensive group uh, here in Perryton that are very concerned about the future of our nation, the constitutional public group here. And uh, they provided a long list of quote-unquote experts that they believe uh, have a lot of the truth on election integrity or the lack thereof in our country. And uh, you were one of them. So you came highly recommended by some that believe what you say. And I'm interested in sharing your thoughts with our audience. So thanks again. So let's begin with the 2020 presidential election. In your opinion, 
was the 2020 presidential election stolen from Donald Trump? Well, what I want to do is look um, on every major issue. What's happened in this country is we've divided it into left and right. And um, even on this issue uh, uh, on election integrity and and what's happened is I believe those in power want us all fighting against each other. The latest poll that came out just came out and was done by Bloomberg, I believe, said that uh, 30 I'm, I'm sorry, Politico, 23 percent of Democrats don't believe in the election system, 51 percent of independents and nearly 77 percent of Republicans. OK, the key number I thought there was the 51 percent of independents and even the 23 percent of Democrats. So the issue is, what are people upset about? And can we define it in such a way that we can bring together people on the core problem? So when you ask me that question, was the election was stolen? You know, someone who's, um, you know, the work I've done, I've done it because I really wanted to understand this from a systems problem. You know, I ran for U.S. Senate. Um, no one ever thought a guy like me would actually get into this stuff. And I took a systems approach. So what I believe the real fraud is here and the real election fraud is not what the media has been pushing out there on both sides, on the left and the right. The real issue is that you have a very complex system, the election voting system. Think about it as a process, right? People go to a place, they give their vote either through mail-in, physical ballots, right? Military people do it over electronic means and out, you know, goes into this machine, right? Or this process and out comes a vote number, right? Biden got X, Trump got Y, right? But it's a process. That entire process is very, very opaque. It's not transparent. In every other field of engineering, you get on an airplane and you feel confident, right? Very few people don't feel, you know, people fly all day long, right? You get on a plane, there's very clear processes of how that airplane takes off, how it lands, right? The security processes. And if, if an airplane fell out of the sky, something happened, we can audit that, right? We can find out what the hell happened. When it comes to these election systems, they are completely non-transparent. And this herein lies the actual issue. So when, when you ask me what Trump's election stolen, well, I can tell you definitively from what I've learned as a MIT PhD, as a guy who spent his entire life in engineering, is that the real steal here is the fact that as I got into it, as I did the audit in Arizona, as we did the numbers in Michigan, that the lack of cooperation of election officials to the anomalies that we found to um, not even address them in a forthright manner. That is the quote unquote steal. That is the fraud. If an airplane fell out of the sky or if the space shuttle blew up, you know, you, you got in Richard Feynman, you got in the best people, and we figured out why it happened. Why is this taking so long? Why is it when I found out that there are 6,545 more ballots than envelopes, that instead of addressing that, the election officials use their proxies in the media to try to discredit, you know, me? And that is what the real issue is. Why is it that in Arizona, that out of the nearly 2 million signatures, only 587 did not match. That's 0.031%. I find it hard to believe that reviewers and volunteers are so good at matching signatures. When I say matching signatures, you know, the envelope has a signature and they have to look it up in a 27 point analysis. 
Even the left media on the left and the right have both said signature matching is a, uh, a witchcraft. So we have processes in this very, you know, complex system that there's a lot of squishiness there for people to go in and do stuff without any type of real oversight or without any type of transparency. That's the real steal. And the fact that we have to fight so hard to get that data from unelected officials. And I think that's where the real issue is. Yeah, and that, that, that part of just the process and uh, the lack of transparency makes so much sense. There are a lot of states that are calling for, and as, as you've been involved in some of them, like the one in Arizona, these forensic audits. Can these forensic audits be successful in getting to the bottom line facts of in, in election integrity, or does it rely so much upon these individuals and their willingness to cooperate, depending upon party, depending upon who won, who lost in the situation, that it uh, makes it impossible. No, it's, it's not impossible. What has to happen is, I mean, uh, guys like me will be putting forward what needs to be done. Now I know what the solution is. Look, I've, I've, I've solved problems all my life. The real solution here is that, number one, these election officials must give us what's called their standardized operating procedures. These are documents. How do they process an envelope? How do they process a ballot? Where is the data stored? You do this in every other field, and that needs to be public documents and any American can go see. Number one, full disclosure. Number two, we need to do signature verification in an objective manner so we can actually figure out the error of mail-in ballots. That's a scientific process. If we do those two things, we're going to probably find out that mail-in ballots should cease to exist we should go back to what this country was built on. We go back to decentralization. In a local precinct, you and I vote, hand-counted paper ballots. On that day, everything is published online and you can see the results and everyone can calculate it, including the ballot images. You see, they some, some of the states are deleting ballot images illegally, violation of USC 52-20701, and some people preserving them. I mean, the reality is the election system is at the center of every major issue. Whether you're gonna vote, whether you're gonna vote for a candidate who's pro or anti-vaccine, election system. Whether you're gonna vote for someone, you know, who's gonna support censorship or freedom, you gotta, you know, it's the election system. Whether you're gonna vote for science policy, which is gonna make sure we have real science or fake science, the election system. So truth, freedom, and health are governed by our election system. So we're sitting on one of the most important issues of our time. And I think we have a great opportunity here. I think the Attorney General of Arizona has an opportunity to make history. The issue is, do they have the courage to do that? And you got to understand, most politicians watch way, which way the wind blows. So it's up to us to take what I'm sharing with you to start educating our neighbors. Yes, there is a real election, quote unquote, fraud and a real steal in this country. And that comes down to the lack of transparency. These unelected officials do not own our election systems but they're walking around like they own it. Mm -hmm. You see, like so it's, it's their data, it's their process. Like they don't have to reveal anything. No, in every other field of engineering, if you found, found out, look, if, you, if a mother has a child and she hears a child coughing a certain way, some anomaly, the mother just doesn't say, oh, move along, nothing to see here, right? You go and find out what it is, whether it's a small problem or a large problem, whether you're building a business or a computer or a new technology, you want to know small or large anomalies. That's what... So what, can the, 
what can we the people do as a part of this process to try to hold these people accountable and put out fraud in our country wherever it is and uh, with whichever party it may or may not be affiliated? I think the first thing that people need to do at the, is to get involved. One of the things I've been doing is to educate people on a very practical way. People go to truthfreedomhealth.com. We're educating people on a systems approach. The other thing we're doing is we're teaching people how they can do their own audits in their local county or in fact in their local city. You can issue a simple public records request and ask for two things through an email. In fact, we laid out how you do this. You go to the uh, county and you say, I want the, the list of participating voters who voted in the last election, okay? And the actual ballots cast. Those two numbers, P, the number of people voted, and V, the number of people, the ballots cast, P should equal V. You follow what I'm saying? If sure. a thousand people voted, some maybe 500 voted mail-in ballots, maybe the other 500 voted in person, that should be 500, 1,000 votes. In every town we've done this, and we've, we've trained thousands of volunteers all over the country to do this in our Truth, Freedom, and Health movement, you know, the number of votes is either greater or less than the number of people who voted. This is something everyone can do. It's not going to happen through politicians. It's not going to happen through the media. It's going to happen through people getting off their butts and becoming active citizens. And let people go find their own in their own county. Maybe everything's fine in your lo local city. Go ask for those two numbers. You know, how many people voted in the 2020 election? And they're supposed to, by law, give you that list. And then how many votes there were cast? That's simple. That's the system. People. You know, people come in, there should be number of votes. So you, one person, one vote. People go to one person, one vote dot info. I'll put it up here. The number one, right? Person, the number one again, vote dot info. I've created an educational video. We've created the, the documents, how you can download it, how you can issue it. We need, we need, we need citizens to get, um, you know, alert because this is a central issue. So it's, it shouldn't be an issue of is election fraud or is not election fraud? Do I trust Dr. Shiva? Do I listen to XYZ person? Go do it for yourself. Do it in your local local communities. So with what you've seen so far, do are you convinced that there was enough voter fraud to this point to steal the election from Donald Trump and give it to Joe Biden? So let's define there's voter fraud, let's be, and then there's election fraud, okay? okay? Voter fraud is an individual acting as though they're someone else, right? Which has criminal penalties, right? If you say you're someone else or you voted multiple times, okay? That's voter fraud. Okay. Election fraud is this entire process, okay? Mm -hmm. And in my view, if we define election fraud as a fact that there's lack of transparency and people are not answering these fundamental questions, I believe election fraud did take place in the 2020 election, unequivocally. But was there enough to change the well, outcome? Well, if you look in, um, let's take Arizona, right? How many votes did Trump lose by in Arizona? 10,000 votes, right? 10,477, something like that, right? Well, we already found, I mean, we have the actual data, which we've shared with the Attorney General. There were 6,545 more ballots than the actual envelopes that came in. That's in Pima County, we have found this very interesting anomaly as the number of, uh, as a number of turnout increase, suddenly Trump's performance uh, goes down and Biden's goes up. 
by 10 points, all right? So these are anomalies that need to be answered. Until they're not being answered in a forthright manner, we can only assume there's been malfeasance. So it's very simple to answer these questions. What are your thoughts on the two different sides of this fraud issue when it comes to things like fraudulent voter machines, voter machines that may have been hacked, as some claim, uh, votes changed through the Internet if these machines connect to the net or whatever, versus the other side that I've heard from the constitutional conservatives that I read and listen to more than that, and that are the constitutional issues that were involved in the election, where you had states like Pennsylvania and others, some of these swing states, where you had Democrats that came in uh, and and unconstitutionally changed the election laws. Oh, well, normally we require that signature, but because of COVID, we're no longer going to require that. Oh, we're not going to require this. We're going to allow this. We're going to allow that. And many would argue they didn't have the authority to do so because that's clearly given to the state legislatures in the Constitution. Uh, which, which of those two sides in this thing do you see the most significant? Look, the bottom line is, do you understand how, do you know General Electric, the big, large company, when they do an audit, do you know how long it takes them to do an audit? Multinational company. Guess how many days it takes them to do a financial audit? Five. Five what? Five days. It's, that's what it is, about three to five days. Why is it that we're even having to, if I lost an election, it should be black and white. The ballot images should be stored on a file. I should be able to review them within days, you know, run my own software and count it. The fact that we are in 2021, when we live in the era of Amazon can deliver you a, a product overnight, when we're using PayPal and Venmo and all these different tools where we're moving trillions, you know, $600 trillion get moved every day in the, in the world. Why is it we can't figure this out? And I'm telling you, the reason this is done is because elections are selections in the United States. And the left and the right, Republicans and Democrats together, have made this entire process squishy. So we don't really have democracy in this country. The fact that we're even having to wonder, is election fraud taking place? Is it not taking place? Is this guy saying true? It isn't it? Let me tell you, I don't believe, okay, there are people saying China hacked our machines, okay? That may be true. But what I can tell you is, that in the United States, there are people in this country who'd never want outsiders winning elections. They want their internal club winning elections. So elections are selections. And the way they're doing that is by making sure the process that they use, only they know. The fact is the system should be open and transparent. When the space shuttle Challenger blew up in 1986, Richard Feynman ran an audit, one of my great heroes in science, and they found out it was the O-rings. And there was one engineer who said, you shouldn't put this flight up. He wasn't willing to sign off on it, Alan McDonald. All right. And everyone vilified him. And it, it was basically these guys were saying, oh, the O-rings move along. Nothing to see here. Well, I found a bunch of O-rings type situations in Maricopa Audit. In any real engineering systems approach in the modern 21st century, everyone should be all over this. And the fact that we're not all over this and you have people even... It's very simple. Okay, Dr. Shiva found five anomalies. Let's put him on a whiteboard. Let's go prove he's wrong or right. Done. It, there should be, I mean, this is engineering. It's not, it's black and, black and white, frankly. 
So the fact that there should, this is not even an area for argument anymore. And that's what the problem is. We have unelected people who are running our election systems think they own democracy and they don't. And everyone should get really angry about this. Forget whether Trump won or whether Biden won. The issue should be that our election systems are not transparent. That means you don't have democracy, period. And, and again, to just conclude, the, the biggest part of the solution, in your opinion, is we the people. We must be involved in our own communities, in our own cities, in our own states, and refuse to allow this continue uh, to continue to be held hush-hush. We must do whatever we can do to demand accountability with our election system. Yeah, there's, it's got to be bottoms up. You know, everyone should go to truthfreedomhealth.com. People know that I'm a systems guy and I'm into educating people. We got to get educated or we're going to be enslaved. What that means is everyone listening needs to recognize that we need to understand the election systems. And the simple thing everyone can do is go to the numeral one, one person, numeral one, vote.info. I created an educational portal. Just go there. You'll get a little video and you'll learn how you can do an audit in your own community. This is not, this is frankly very easy. Go to issue a FOIA request or public records request. They have to give you the list of all the people who voted and then count how many votes there were. That's in the ballots cast. And we teach you how to do that. And if the, the number- the other, yeah. Let me make sure I got the other, because uh, I want people to get the other uh, website as well. That's truefreedomhealth.com. Truth, no, no, truth. Truthfreedomhealth.com. Truth. Truth. And, okay. and, and the okay. reason we named it that is without freedom. You see, the voting issue, the vaccine issue, the, the censorship issue are all connected. Because without freedom, without the ability to have open discourse and communication, you can then annihilate the, all of us participating in a discourse to find out, is voter fraud real? Is it not real, right? So if you attack anyone who uses the word election fraud and you take that out, you, you can't even have a discourse. So without freedom, you don't get to truth. And without truth, we don't find out what's the right thing for our own personal health. Should I take a vaccine or not take it, right? What's the right thing to do? And without health, we, don't, we have unhealthy people. You don't even have the strength to fight for freedom. We have unhealthy people who cannot even figure out what's true. So truthfreedomhealth.com. Uh, you know, it's, it's, my view is we need to educate people. A democracy is based on you know, educated people, not a bunch of people looking to some celebrity or a billionaire or a politician. People, the reason we're in this situation is those in power want us fighting against each other on every issue. There is no left-right when it comes to election integrity. There is no left-right when it comes to what's right for your body. You have to apply a systems approach. You have to look at it from what's right for you. And this is a new way of looking at the world, and that's called system science. And that's what we teach people. But without that knowledge, we're all going to be at each other's throats. And that's what our enemies want us to be, a divided states of America. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree wholeheartedly, Doctor. And uh, there's a, in conclusion, well, there's just that overall message for we the people. Uh, is there not? I mean, you look at this great country, the freedom and the liberties uh, that uh, our founders uh, set in motion. And here today in 2021, the fact of the matter is, is that millions and, and in many elections, most people don't even care enough to participate 
much less be educated on any of the issues, any of the candidates, much less be interested in and actively involved in these issues that you lay out uh, that uh, are designed to ensure voter integrity, which is so critical. We just want to just sit back, moan and groan and complain about the outcome. And as some Trump fans in this audience that I've heard from over the years uh, have said, or, or over the months, uh, you know, they were stole, they stole it. They're going to steal them every time. It doesn't even do any good to vote. I'm not even going to participate. Uh, then you're asking for the bondage that you'll get. Well, the, the reality is the most important thing is to recognize that 20, what 2020 showed us in my own election in Massachusetts, we were the first ones to bring out the issue with the machines and what's going on. And then when the stuff happened with, with the Trump-Biden election, we were right there. We did all of that analysis. The bottom line is the election systems in this country are not transparent. You have a small set of people controlling elections in this country. They're not being transparent. And when you say stuff against election officials, you know, what we discovered in our lawsuit in Massachusetts, there's a set of documents that was created at the Belfer Institute at Harvard. It's called the Playbooks where if you say anything against election officials being corrupt, it's written in these manuals that you will censor U.S. citizens for saying that. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. They, no, have, a, they have a censorship protocol. If people go to winbackfreedom.com, you'll find out the documents that we discovered in 2018 at Harvard, Twitter, Facebook. The election officials in this country got together and they put it in black and white. If you say an election official is corrupt, you will be branded an influence operator as someone spreading disinformation and you will be targeted and silenced. The long fuse report that came out of Stanford said myself and six other, five other American citizens were being surveillance since June of 2020 as being influence operators. So we have a censorship infrastructure in this country. We no longer have the first amendment. People need to wake the F up. Sorry, you can, you know, put whatever you want no. there, but we do not have the sen We do not have the First Amendment. Period. It's gone because, and this was brought to you by CISA, the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, as a part of the Patriot Act. They have created an infrastructure called ISAC EISAC that election officials can use on social media if they see anyone saying that an election official is corrupt. They will contact ISAC, which is a nonprofit, which is funded by Pierre Omadiar, and they will censor you. So they can government where government ends or where social media begins. Nobody knows. It is not big tech that's doing this. It is the United States government, an unelected official uh, officials. And I can, you, you can go read about our lawsuit that we expose this. So censorship, election integrity, mandates are all integrated. They're all one. And our movement, Truth, Freedom and Health, is the only one that is exposing this, but not only that, educating people that you have to become a warrior. You have to become a leader in your own community. You have to understand the dynamics. It's not going to happen through politicians. It's not going to happen, frankly, through elections or lawsuits. The issues that we're dealing with now are so profound. They're like core fundamental issues of democracy. They're the issues of do we have the First Amendment? Do you know, are you going to use your freedom going to be restricted if you don't get a jab? Right. And do we even have some real science anymore? And do we really have real elections? These issues are not going to be solved by the by the court system. They're not going to be solved through legislation because you're dealing with a system that itself is corrupt. 
It has to be solved by individuals in their local communities becoming active, enlightened citizens. That was what a democracy was. It wasn't going to be, it wasn't supposed to be a democracy where you sit in front of CNN or you listen to stupid Tucker Carlson who watches which way the wind blows and gets angry when he thinks he's going to get viewerships on the left and the right. It's going to happen through you. And it's going to happen by you waking up to recognize that without freedom, we don't have truth. Without truth, we don't get to health. And without health, we, we can't fight for truth or freedom. So we, it's going to happen through educators. That, that's why, you know, I realized, you know, I, um, you know, I uh, had a long conversation with, uh, you know, the president yesterday. And, you know, he invited me to speak to him on a bunch of these issues. And when I look at what's going on with politicians, they don't even get proper advice anymore because everyone around them is looking to get a handout or an endorsement or this. You have very few people who are truly patriots in this country who really care. And the real patriots are the American people, left and right. It's, it, this is beyond left and right. The stupid re Republican-Democrat divide is just garbage. Well, I'm not sure that I completely agree with that. I think your point is, is an excellent one, and I do believe there's too much division and the politicians uh, want it in many cases. But when you talk about the extremes today, I mean, how, how is there any kind of a, of a middle ground between a constitutional capitalist and an American Marxist? I mean, the far left well, versus well, the quote-unquote right. Well, let's, I mean, let's, there, there, is no, there is no common ground between me and Ocasio-Cortez. Well, let's, let's talk about not. that. She's a moron. Well, let's talk about that. So use the word constitutional capitalist and a word American Marxist, right? So let me make it even simpler. There are people who use the word Marxist, communist. There's people who use the word constitutionalist, and they don't even know what they're talking about. Let me explain the simplicity of this. In the 1800s in this country and the early 1900s, you may know about this, but the American working class was rising up, armed with the First Amendment and the Second Amendment. And it was the most fiercest working class on the planet. And in 1886, four American workers were hanged in, in the United States for fighting for the eight-hour workday. And in commemoration of those workers, it wasn't communists. It was other workers all over the world commemorated that as International Workers' Day. And that was in 1886. In the 1900s, those movements grew. And by the way, women led many of those movements. And by the 1900s, it was bottoms-up working people in this country who were fed up with the left and the right Republicans and Democrats who were basically stealing from them. And that's what led, there was going to be a revolution in this country in the 1900s. Wasn't it interesting that suddenly the pandemic, a Spanish flu pandemic shows up? But what did happen was the elites in this country were so afraid that they finally gave the working people in this country, they eliminated child labor, they gave people nutrition, they started building roads and highways, and they built water systems. That's what brought down infectious disease rates. By 1948, you may not know this, but 99% of measles infectious disease mortality was eliminated 18 years before even the vaccine came, the so-called measles vaccine. The sanitation worker and the plumber did more to bring down infectious disease in the 1900s than did the pharmacist or the medical doctor. Now, that struggle, that fearsome fight, bottoms up fight, resulted in two things. One, during the 1940s to 1980s, the American working, uh, the American pie grew, GDP grew, and all workers' wages went up, whether you made $10,000 a year or whether you made $2 million a year. 
It was a fearsome fight of the, of the American working people that kept the elites in check. And during that period of 1940 to 1980, GDP grew, everyone's wages grew. But in 1950, something happened. The so-called right-wing Republicans branded any time you said workers unite, people fight for their own rights as communists and Marxists. And the left wing, like the Ocasio-Cortezes of the time, took advantage of that and they created top-down unions. So by 1980, many of the real powerful unions all had succumbed to the, you know, the centralized imperial corporate elites where they said, we won't strike. During 1940 to 1980, there were 100 million workers who struck in 11,000 strikes. That kept the elites in check. But between 1980 to today, there's been maybe about 900 strikes, maybe 2 million people participated in that. You follow what I'm saying? The left and the right, this is very, very important subtlety and nuance. The right wing attacked anytime people said, we want to build a bottoms up movement. Oh, that's Marxist. That's communist, as though Russia was controlling us. And then the left wing used that opportunity to create these top down centralized unions. So what we have today, this is why the, the working class in this country for the last 50 years was completely controlled by the left and the right. Obama comes in, he prints $4.2 trillion called quantitative easing. Trump also printed $6.2 trillion, okay? Advanced quantitative easing. We've kept interest rates artificially low. Work, there's 22.8% unemployment in the United States right now, real unemployment. American wages of an average working person between 1970 to today has gone down by 50%. If you're making 50,000, you should be making 120K. $47 trillion of wealth transfer did take place to the elites. Yeah, there was socialism for the elites. So all these terms are just branding terms to split left and right. What I'm trying to tell you and share with your audience today is the real quote unquote Marxists are the elites. They have profited from destroying the American work, working class movement. And the only way it's gonna come up is a bottoms up movement. And that is beyond left and right. So many people use the word communist Marxist, that's to attack one group. And then the other group says we're for the working class, the Bernie Sanders and the AOCs who've never worked a day in their lives. So what we've done is we've created an artificial left right divide and who's really getting squeezed is the American working class, which was the most powerful working class on the planet. And step by step, the elites in power have them fighting against each other at their throats, black and white. So my view is we got to go beyond black and white, beyond left and right. It's about working people unite. And that is not a communist slogan. That's not a Marxist slogan. That's an American slogan. And that's been hijacked by the left and the right. Dr. Shiva, we appreciate your time and your insights, sir. Yeah. I appreciate that. Let me make sure that we've got these websites correct. That is Truth, Freedom, Health, or Truth, Freedom, and Health? No, Truth, Freedom, Health. No, and. Okay. Truth, Freedom, okay. Health. TruthFreedomHealth.com. There's WinBackFreedom.com and the number one, one person, the number one vote. One person, one vote, dot info. Yeah, and all of those three are educational sites. You know, we've made it easy for everyone to, and we're built, we've built our own infrastructure. We don't rely on Facebook. We don't rely on Google. We've created our own educational infrastructure. People come in. We have about 60,000 people globally now. People from Australia are fighting, right? You saw what's going on there. People in New Zealand, people in Massachusetts, all over the world. We have to create a movement where the individual gets empowered to become a local leader. 
to become a catalyst for change. We got to stop relying on the election systems and politicians. It's not going to go anywhere. It's, we got to go back to the 1800s, 1900s in this country. Bottoms up movements. Do you believe that uh, the, the convention of states is a, is a helpful option in reining this thing in or no? Yeah, see, I think, I think that's putting the cart before the horse, okay? I think if, unless you have the individual understanding, you see, in 1900s, we created what's called system science. The elites, about 8,000 of them study system science. And that's what we started doing at truthfreedomhealth.com. Without understanding modern systems theory, how the world actually works, you, you have a bow and an arrow and the elites have a nuclear weapon. So we got to go back to fundamentals before we lay down this kind of framework. So I, I'm aware of it when people talk to us about it, but it, I think the individual has to get educated where they become their local, you know, uh, teacher, their local catalyst. And we bring people together on every issue. There doesn't need to be a left or right. There's a left and right views. And then there's a real solution. Dr. Shiva, thank you very much for your time and your insights, sir. Very much. Thank we you. appreciate it. Okay, be well. Okay, be well, sir. Thank, thank you. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. That was a radio interview I just did with a radio station down in Texas. And this is a um, conservative guy who really wanted to have a conversation. Was there election fraud or not? He wasn't sure. And that's the way we are. We have one, one group of people saying there's election fraud, another group of people saying there isn't. And the reason is they're not even being given any real education on what is an election system. So that's what we did today. But everyone listening, go to truthfreedomhealth.com. That's how you can support yourself, not support me, not support anyone else but you. So you can understand how we build a movement and how you get educated. It has to be about you. It has to be about you standing up on your own two feet. It's not going to happen. A politician does something good, great, but we're not going to rely on them. Okay. Because most politicians, unfortunately, themselves are not educated and they're enslaved. Thank you. Be well.